What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the podcast, we've got an amazing agent from Los Angeles. She was actually the 22nd Compass agent in LA, has sold over $350 million worth of real estate. Welcome to the show, Naomi. Welcome to the show, Naomi. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for having me. And you are, you're dialing in uh, or logging in from the West Coast, correct? From, uh, looks sunny today, from sunny Los Angeles, yes. All right, so all all the way from California. Uh, Before we dive into you know, some of the amazing things you're doing in your real estate business. Can you give folks a little bit of your background and and just tell them how you got to where you are today? Sure. So my family has always been investing. They've always been investors in real estate. So I learned from a very young age um, about real estate. I have a very high risk for risk tolerance for it because I've seen it kind of create generational wealth. And so I'm the only one in my family that represents buyers and sellers with real estate. And I've been doing it for about 17 years now. I'm actually in my continuing education, which is driving me crazy with these questions. And I've sold about 350 million worth of real estate, continuously building my team. And here we are. I was uh, number 22 to be asked to join Compass here in LA. I think we had maybe 100 total agents between New York and LA, and now we have 15 or 20,000. So I love what I do, and uh, I love being a, a real estate matchmaker. Oh, wow. So you were, you were number the 22nd agent in, in, in LA. In LA. Yeah. So I think there were maybe 85 people in New York. Okay. And 22 or 25 here, and now we've got over tens of thousands, which is amazing. Wow. So yeah, you've, you've seen a lot of growth there. How has that uh, coincided with the growth of you and, and your team? What does your team look like today? So I really believe I could not have grown to the level I'm at without Compass, without Robert Revkin, without the incredible support staff that Compass has. Uh, you know, there were statistics that I think agents were growing twofold at the beginning of this five or six years ago. And I would say those numbers are significantly more now. Uh, We just have incredible resources. We have AI technology that really helps us with outreach. We have incredible support with marketing and uh, we have really creative, positive culture at Compass. And so they really encourage you to grow and we really do collaborate without competition. and so you can really, really excel in that type of environment. So I, I think I think I've grown tenfold actually being at Compass. And what what does your your actual team look like? Like how are how are you set up, organized? You know who's who's on it? 
Organized? This is 2021. <laughs> I don't, huh? I don't understand that word. What is that? What is that foreign language you speak? Um, but I have a transaction coordinator. I have a dedicated marketing person um, that I have outside of Compass, in addition to inside of Compass. I have uh, Kobe McDonald that's on my team. I have Katie Pruitt that's on my team as agents. Um, I have... What else? I have my business development person and um, I'm sure I missed, oh, my, my transaction coordinator. I think I said that, but I'm also looking to grow and I think I need to get um, just an overall office assistant um, to manage and do that thing you call organize and keep the systems running. And I'm sure, I'm sure if your market's like many of the rest, it's, it's probably hard to or challenging, I, I should say, balancing act to, to, to grow, keep up with this, this low inventory, high demand, and, and, and kind of keep the train from, you know, going, going off the tracks. Are you guys experiencing like a, a crazy market and lines for showings and all that kind of stuff? Or? Yes. So, I mean, the train and tracks, the tracks have blown off the rails <laughs> and we've got like buyers, sellers and agents pushing the train to get from one place to the next. Um, but it's it's nuts. I mean, whether you're looking to lease or purchase, you're going to have anywhere between five, sometimes 50 offers. There was a listing that was listed at 3.8 million. It's under contract and about to close at 5.6 so it's significant. Wow. Any, yeah. Any, any home, not condo, but any home that's under 2 million, you're going to have 11 offers minimum and it will sell for approximately 10% over. Um, it's, it's, it's wild. And with Compass, we have what's called private exclusive. So because we're such a large company, the listings that we have, I have one right now, it's listed off market which we can't do off market pocket, but we can do it within the same brokerage. And I'm getting a lot of interest with those properties as well. So the interest rates are low um, and people can afford, more people can afford to purchase than rent. They're, they're weighing out and balancing what that looks like. What's, what's the breakdown of your business between single family homes versus condos? That's a great question. Uh, I'd say it's either equally divided or heavier slightly on homes, especially now you're having a lot of uh, buyers look outside of the normal West LA vibe. So they might be looking in the Valley and this only makes sense to LA real estate agents, but now they'll consider being North of the Boulevard, not just South of Ventura. Ventura Boulevard, Santa Monica, they'll go south. West LA, they'll be close to a freeway. Um, so they're just wanting a home. They want space. This is a pandemic shift. So they're they're willing to be in a area further out or have have more of a commute uh, because maybe they don't have to commute anymore, uh, or maybe they're they're okay, you know being further from the hot spots if they can get their own space or more of their own space. 100%. They're just there. You know, I was looking at a house with a client last week. It was one house from the 101 freeway, which is a pretty strong freeway here in LA. One house away, multiple offers listed at 155. So, um, you know, if the city ever wanted to expand the freeway, 
there goes their house, but it's good for right now. So I always advise people, you're paying a premium right now, hands down. Money is also almost free. Uh, and you don't always need to look at real estate as how much money am I going to make when you sell it? The question is, you know, how long do you want to live in it? Are you willing to pay a premium? And if you're willing to live in it for five to seven years, enjoy the home. Right. That's, that's definitely something that's, that's hard to put a price on, like, you know, living the, the kind of life that, you know, you want to live or, or, or having the space that you want every single day. Like, yeah. you know, some things are, are a little bit more important than money. Yeah. And, you know, even if you're renting, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. So why not pay your own mortgage? And, uh, you know, with some homes you can still, or condos, you can put down three and a half or 5%. You could put down 10 or 15% on different properties. So we don't need the, the 20% rule of thumb from back in the day. What's been the biggest challenge for you and, and your team uh, between, you know, the, the lockdowns, the pandemic, uh, just, you know, year over year, like what, what's, what's different uh, and, and what's been hard and, and how have you overcome that? So with me, what's been very difficult is childcare. And, you know, I think that's a real hot button right now, especially for women. Um, and I'm a single mom, right? So I'm dealing with my clients and a crazy market and, you know, my toddler and trying to balance out time for everybody. And right now my toddler is taking it like a champ, not really having his mom uh, around that often. And so I would say childcare a hundred percent. I think the other challenge that I've definitely overcome being in this business for so long, you just can't take things personally. You just have to roll with it. You have to, you have to really rise above it and be the professional, the consummate professional, help guide your clients, deal with their emotions. I mean, we're, you know, we're therapists, we're lawyers. I love that part. And just keep your eye on the prize and, and don't get distracted by other agents emotions or other clients emotion just stay the course on closing the deal i think i think that's a challenge a lot of people have, have faced uh with schools being shut down and, and you know agents um a lot of them work from home anyway but now they're having to do that with their their kids there um so i think that that's something that a lot of people have had to deal with and and, and a lot of different industries too yeah, go to showings with my kids. I mean, listen, I call them my assistant. They don't seem to believe me. But, um, you know, he really does help out. He knows the password to my phone. I haven't had him roll calls in yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> well, there's there's definitely, uh, you know, benefits to getting them in the, 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 the business early. So. Oh, um, yeah. He better keep his ass out of this business. This is the most unhealthy <laughs> business on the planet. I think I had two agents hang up on me last weekend. And I'm just, you know, I, I think the biggest piece to kind of overcome any challenge, any challenge, is just to meet it with humor and detachment, right? So if I'm calling an agent, you want to be a jerk? That's cool with me. I'm just trying to broker the deal so that before we start the contractual piece we're on the same page so it becomes as less contentious as possible 
Um, and so I, I did that. And I guess I triggered the agent asking, mm. are you good friends with these people that like to stare outside of the backyard while people are looking at the house? He got offended and hung up the phone. And the house has been on the market for eight months in this market. So, um, yeah, it's it's been fun. Well, you, you know, you can't can't think can't take things personally if, if you want to really enjoy no. this business. So, you you work with investors uh, as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, what's what's your investor business like right now? Slower much slower investors for multifamily for apartment buildings are being really cautious um you know they're more a buildings b buildings so they haven't really been affected with tenants not paying rent during covid uh but they're still they're still nervous and in la in different municipalities here like santa monica west hollywood we're having a lot of um a lot of politics going on. And so you have rent control to contend with. You have the cities that think that landlords are making money hand over fist, right? Even though they have massive amount of bills. Like if an elevator goes out for 150,000, that's on the landlord, not to the tenant. And a lot of multifamilies are owned, you know, buildings are owned by mom and pops. These are mom and pops. These are like mom and pop restaurants. So they took a risk to invest in housing to provide for people and they're just getting slammed. You know, you can charge $8 for a latte, but you can't charge market rent for someone making six figures, right? Um, So I think there's an imbalance there. And I think the good thing with the pandemic, I'm on a little bit of a tangent here, but it's kind of shining light on what needs to be disrupted and kind of mindsets that need to be formed a little bit differently, a little reshaped. But yeah, they're, the investors are being cautious. Um, they're still moving forward. I mean, show me any real estate in Los Angeles over the last 10 years or 20 years that hasn't significantly appreciated. And so my biggest play right now, my biggest educational push right now is consider generational wealth, right? If you can afford it today and you're comfortable with that today, where is that going to be and where are you going to be in 20 years and 30 years? Forget 10, 15 years. Generational wealth from today plus 20 to 30 years. And I think that's important. And I think the pandemic has given an opportunity for people to take a step back and really understand what that means. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful framework. I mean, with, with the cost of money and, and the, the overall money supply, uh, and, and the, the housing shortage, like there's there's less developers now getting into it. So every year there's hundreds of thousands of less homes, which is really driving uh, right. this, the, the supply is low. Um, you know, we, we could get to a point in 10 to 20 years where own, owning a, uh, a home is like for very few people or a lot less percentage of the population than it is today. So yeah, if you can afford it today and, and lock it in, it's, it's only going to get easier in the future. And um, you and yeah. you always have a roof over your head. Right. You don't have to be worried about somebody else, you know, pulling the proverbial rug out from under you. <laughs> you always have a roof over your head. Well, uh, I've, I've enjoyed our, our time and I need to uh, wrap up here in a minute. But before I do, I always like 
ending with the hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire Let's do it. answers. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent today? Get out while you can. <laughs> no, my, my, I, I'm actually very serious about that. But um, if not, then join a team. 100% join a team. Learn. What about an experienced agent? What would you tell them? Get out as fast as you can. Um, <laughs> I would say outreach, 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 and be consistent with that. And pick up your phone. Please pick up your phone or return a text. Always, always good to do. What's been your biggest challenge in the business and how did you overcome it or, or would you learn from it? Biggest challenge has been my ego and taking things mm. personally from clients being uh, interesting and same with agents. And what I learned is it so doesn't matter. Things are always moving and so roll with the punches. Just stay detached, I have a prize. All and right, don't when, be afraid to fire clients. Do not be afraid. It's a great thing. It feels great. Yeah, I think that's a, a mindset, you know, agents need they need to have an abundance mindset. And yes. when you have when you have a scarcity mindset, you'll you'll put up with yes. anything and that, that can just lead to a not fun lifestyle. Yes. Uh, what would we uh, find you doing when you're not selling real estate? Sleeping um, or watching some franchise of Real Housewives. I mean, I love New York and Jersey, to be honest. They're my favorite. Uh, playing with my little one and probably texting and emailing. I mean, there is no downtime. But, uh, yeah, that's what you'd find me doing. All right. And last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from today? Such a great question. Um I see myself be having a, a pretty large team and being able to run a quasi self-sufficient business and really just loving all of my clients and the business that I'm doing. And I'm also, I was doing a lot of speaking before the pandemic. So I love speaking. I help educate. I love help educating real estate agents and entrepreneurs on business, what that looks like, especially women, because it is hard and there is a gender difference no matter what anybody says. And those scales are definitely in balance. So I like to be their cheerleader and help be their advocate and help them absolutely crush it. Well, thank you for being on the show today. I've, I've uh, enjoyed our conversation. Before we, uh, before I sign off, though, if people have questions for you or you know want to learn more about being an agent or buyer and selling a home in LA or, or talk to you about speaking or anything like that, uh, or, or if they just want to connect, what are the best ways for them to do that? Best way is Instagram. I'm at Sundays in the City underscore. And you can just DM me. I'd love to hear from you. I'm here to help and um, excited for what the future is going to bring. All right. Well, check out Naomi on Instagram. Thank you so much for being on the show. And for everyone who listened or watched on YouTube, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.